0: Hey, pop punk enthusiasts. Welcome back to another episode of pop punk promo podcast. My name is Sydney and I am the host of this incredible music podcast. If you're new here. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the pop punk promo family. Thank you so much for taking a moment to check us out. I absolutely love doing this for you guys. Every other week now, we used to do a weekly episode, but we changed it recently just due to some scheduling issues, but hopefully we'll be up and running to full-time every week again sometime in the future. If you're looking for your brand new favorite artist to love and support, this is the place to be. Here at Pop Punk Promo, we find and promote small and independent artists in the pop punk scene or the alternative rock scene. I absolutely love doing this. Some of the people that you hear on our show are musicians that we found just because they were opening for another band that I love. Some of them we found on the internet. And even some of them reached out to us and said, hey, we love what you're doing. Is there any way you'd like to support us? And of course I would. As long as you are super talented, you're a good person, and you genuinely just want to grow your fan base and let people know your message, then yeah, absolutely. You could have a chance to be on Pop Punk Promo. That's what we're all about is spreading positivity, sharing music, and getting the names of smaller musicians out there into the world and letting people know who they are. Music is such a connecting thing and getting to know the artist that you're listening to can mean a lot to some people. A lot of people find a lot of value in knowing what their favorite musicians do in their pastime, what other hobbies they do, and just kind of the writing process behind all of their favorite songs so we love to gear our interviews toward that aspect and letting fans know who these musicians really are not just a surface level this is the music I make you know we love to dig a little deeper in our interviews and really get to know the people who are making the music. Because we're switching the podcast to bi-weekly releases, I feel like I have even more information jam-packed into every single episode, so we are going to keep this show rolling and we're not going to keep the introduction very long at all. So I would like to get into the meat of the episode here. So without further ado, let's get into some pop punk news. Kicking off this week's news segment, we have a load of tours to announce. I feel like everybody literally announced a tour in the last two weeks, and I'm a little overwhelmed, but I'm going to try and keep up and give you all of the tea. First up, we've got our friends from the local Minneapolis band of The Orchard. They're going on their very first ever mini tour around the Midwest here. They are bringing their friends, the Honest Heart Collective and the Keystones with them on this mini tour. There are four dates that you can hit them up at and it is literally happening like this week. So their first show is going to be in Chicago on November 15th. Then they're going to head to Des Moines, Iowa on November 16th. Then they're gonna be in Iowa City on November 17th. And finally, they are finishing up here locally in Minneapolis on November 18th. If you guys haven't heard our interview with Of The Orchard, please go back and check it out. It's called Tipsy on a Tuesday and it is amazing they were so much fun to have on and i even went and saw them live in concert a couple weeks ago and they were so amazing so i can't wait to see them at this next show as well i'm trying my best to make sure i can go out there and support them they're so cool so fun so like i said make sure you go check out that interview we did with them about a month ago and make sure you hit them up if you are in any of these cities go check out this show. They put on a really amazing show and you'll have the best time. Next up, pop punk legends Green Day announced a massive tour for the upcoming year. This is called The Saviors Tour, which is celebrating their new album titled Saviors, which is set to release January 19th, 2024. Now, this is going to be a huge tour. Not only is it celebrating a brand new album, but it is also celebrating milestones for two other very important albums in Green Day's career. This is celebrating 30 years of Dookie and 20 years of American Idiot. This is absolutely insane. Green Day is a band that I know I grew up on and absolutely adore their music still to this day, and so many of you out there did as well. So this is a really cool tour that they're putting on, and I just know it's going to be full of bangers from all across their discography. It's going to be so cool. Green Day is going to be starting off this massive tour in Europe and the UK, and they're going to be bringing along a couple of amazing acts with them. They're bringing Nothing But Thieves, the Hives, Do Nots, The Interrupters, and Made of Ace. This is going to be insane. Some of these openers are on part of the tour, and some of them are on the entire tour, so make sure you look at the flyer to know who is going to be playing which dates. Now, they're going to be in Europe starting on May 30th in Spain, and they're going to be in Europe and the UK all the way until June 29th, ending in London. The band takes about a month break before embarking on the North American tour starting on July 29th in Washington, D.C. They're going to go all the way through North America, hitting up several huge cities, and they're going to be ending on September 28th in San Diego, California. Green Day is taking a whole other set of incredible openers with them on the North American tour. They are going to be joined by the Smashing Pumpkins, Rancid, and the Linda Lindas. This is so incredibly exciting. I can't believe this. And... Actually, I believe tickets are on sale now. As you're listening to this, you're going to be able to purchase tickets for this event. So make sure you go ahead and do that quickly because they will likely sell out. Green Day has been doing incredible things for 30 plus years, and I just can't wait to hear this new album. The taste that we've gotten from their first two singles are honestly having me just going crazy it's so classic green day and i just cannot wait to see what they have in store for us for this tour and for the brand new album savior next up we've got one of the leading women in pop punk right now it's charlotte sands she just announced a world tour to support her upcoming debut album the can we start over tour is named just like her debut album And it's going to stretch all across the world. It's going to start in March in Austin, Texas, going all the way through North America, ending in Nashville, Tennessee on April 11th. With about a month break, she will be picking back up again in the UK and Europe. She's going to be starting on May 28th in Paris, France, making her way across the UK and Europe and ending in London on June 21st. There currently haven't been any announced openers for this tour yet, but I'm very curious to know who she's going to bring with her. I'm sure those will be announced in the coming months, But I'm just so excited. I've never seen Charlotte Sands live before, and I'm really excited to get my opportunity to see her in concert because she just looks absolutely amazing. From what I've seen and heard, she puts on an amazing show. So I personally can't wait, and I hope you guys get out there and see her as well. You can head to charlottesands.com tour for the full list of dates that she will be showing up to next year and hopefully you guys can go too. I am so excited. This is going to be the best and her debut album comes out in January as well so make sure you're streaming that when it comes out and get prepared for tour because I can guarantee it's going to be on the set list. Finally, Our good friend Taylor Acorn announced another tour starting next year, 2024, and she is just rocking and rolling. She literally just embarked on her first ever headline tour here in the U.S., and she just announced a ton of other dates for next year. This new tour is called the Good Enough Tour, and it comes with some really exciting news. Taylor will be going to Australia for the first time, which is so sick. She's going to be playing Melbourne, Brisbane, and Sydney. Those are going to occur from March 7th through the 10th. So if you are from Australia in any of those three cities, make sure you hit up Taylor. She has the best stage presence I've ever seen. She is such an incredible performer, so please don't miss your opportunity to see her down under. She will then be coming home to the U.S. and embarking on her second headline tour here in the U.S. That's going to start on April 11th in Tampa, Florida, and it's going to end on May 11th in Houston, Texas. She's going to be hitting up a ton of new cities that she won't be hitting on her first headline tour that she's actually on right now. So make sure you go to tayloracorn.com and look up the entire list of cities that you can catch her in in 2024. We're going to move on to a couple of pre-saves available for you guys First up is a new song from Red Hook. It's called Tourist. This is going to come out on November 17th. I absolutely adore Red Hook so much. If you like a punkier, darker sound to your music, this is definitely the band for you. So if you've never heard of them, make sure you go check them out and pre-save Tourist. Our next pre-save available for you guys comes from a band that I love so much. They're called Definitely Maybe. Their brand new song, One More Night, comes out also on November 17th. Now, if you guys missed the interview I did with Definitely Maybe, you should go back and check that out. Courtney Klinkert is the lead singer, and she is absolutely amazing. She even joined in on my Women in Music Roundtable event that we did about a month and a half ago now. So make sure you check out both of those episodes. They're absolutely amazing. And make sure you check out Definitely Maybe's brand new song, One More Night, coming out November 17th. And finally, to wrap up this week's news segment, I've got a few new releases for you guys as usual. Starting off, we've got Scene Queen coming in with a brand new song. This one is a pop punk and country mix. It is absolutely insane. It is probably her most chaotic song to date. It's called MILF. It is exactly what you'd expect from Scene Queen. It is hypersexual. It is full of pink kitschy goodness and you guys are gonna love it this is a little bit unique for her but also completely on brand and she's been singing the song on tour she's currently on the bimbo beta pie tour here in the u.s and i'm actually gonna see her next week so i'm super excited and you guys can expect a concert review for that coming up in the next episode i cannot wait but in the meantime, make sure you stream her brand new song, MILF. Next up, our lovely friend Bronny has another single leading up to her brand new debut album, Jaded. This song is called Drown in Your Misery, and it is perfectly brawny. It is beautiful. I really enjoy this release a ton, so make sure you go check it out. I think this is her fourth single from the new album and if you haven't checked out the other singles make sure you check those out as well but in the meantime drown in your misery by Brony is the newest one to check out last but not least we have a brand new single from cali Rody she was the very first person that i ever interviewed for pop punk promos so i just love her to death she really just has a special place in my heart her brand new song is called Never Been Kissed, and it's a part of her upcoming EP called The Romcom Tapes. Now, this release was the third of a few songs that she released very recently that all are inspired by different rom-coms from the 2000s. So it's amazing. The album art for each one replicates the movie's artwork that it's referencing. It's really cool. So make sure you go ahead and check that out. All three of the ones that she's released so far are absolutely amazing. But the newest one has never been kissed. So make sure you go check out Callie Rohde and all of her brand new singles. All right, pop punk enthusiasts, it is time for the moment you've all been waiting for. We are going to get into our featured artist segment. I am so incredibly excited to bring you guys this brand new artist this week. I had an absolutely incredible chat with them. It felt super refreshing, and I just absolutely missed doing all of this. I know it didn't really feel like there was a lag in interviews for you guys, but for me, I actually haven't done an interview in about a month. So this felt really good to be back and doing this and having good chats with people. So without further ado, can I get a drum roll, please? This week's featured artist is Haunter hey everybody welcome back to pop punk promo we are here today with enoma from haunter how are you doing today enoma
1: i am doing well sydney thank you so much for asking
0: yeah thank you so much for being on here today and we've already had a little bit of an awesome conversation before we got started so i'd love to pick up where we left off but do you want to just let listeners know you know names pronouns what you do in the band and maybe just do a little introduction for other people in your band too
1: uh sure uh my name is enoma my pronouns are he him his uh i'm the guitarist and founder uh of haunter um yeah so when i think of our our roster right now we have lucy who is our vocalist uh then myself i play guitar then we have mark who plays bass and then we have mike who plays guitar uh he does some keyboard stuff and he does some backing vocals
0: nice awesome well thank you so much for being on here today i love interviewing small artists and that's just kind of why we're here and part of what we were talking about before was just loving like where podcasts are going you know so i guess my first like question for you not involving music i guess but what have you been listening to podcast related lately what has been like your favorite podcast that you've been listening to
1: so i i love comedy-based podcasts like like so for me uh one of my favorites is called how did this get made uh, which is basically like there's these three comedic actors, uh, Paul Shear, June Diane Raphael, and Jason Mansukis. And they basically like watch really bad movies and kind of like dissect them and like just kind of rip on them. So I think it's it sort of takes like, if you remember this, and I may be dating myself a little bit with it. Uh, there's this thing called Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand.
0: I I do remember this. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 kind it's kind, of, it's kind of like that.
1: They basically will dissect the film that they've watched and like just give their own kind of like hilarious commentary on it. And there's there's so many episodes, and I I I love it. I love that. Uh, I know uh, Ron Funches uh, has a podcast called Getting Better, which talks about like mental health issues, and like they infuse like a lot of comedy and vulnerability and that kind of stuff. Uh, I know Good For You Whitney Cummings, like uh, nice. Whiskey Jr., Andrew Santino. Like I, I listen to like a lot of those types of podcasts. I basically have it set up to where I could find every day of the week, pretty much, for the Exceptional Weekends, there's a new episode of a podcast that I like to listen to.
0: That's so, incredible. Like,
1: I love it because I'm like, okay, there's always something new to kind of listen to. Um, and so that's been a really fun thing for me. Uh, but I'm also still trying to find like more music podcasts. Yeah. Because, like we were like we were talking earlier. Like I'm like I love music. I love listening to it. Like, but being someone who helps create music, I'm more interested in the story behind the song than the song itself sometimes. Yeah. So kind of just learning more about like the artist's headspace and where they were and the moves they were in and what was kind of like influencing some of the like the content that you're seeing behind the song, like I really love learning about that sort of stuff. So I know we were talking about uh, artist friendly, like a second yeah. ago, I've really enjoyed listening to that. And then obviously I know if you're familiar with like Adobe radio, like they have a bunch of yeah. like different like shows and programs that uh, where they get to interview artists and I really have enjoyed kind of like falling back in love with uh, that platform. Cause you know, we've, Been fortunate enough to be featured on there. Like we were like Guns is like actually like a homie of mine. I've known him for Really Forever. Yeah. Guns Guns is a homie. Like he's that's awesome. He's so cool. (laughs) He's a good he's such a good dude, such a good dude, and such a big supporter of our band. So like I love I love that whole organization. Like Adobe's definitely been like not only creating really great content for like so many years, but also really supportive of like the bands that I've been in and like the support that they've shown out. So Yeah, Yeah. that's kind of my whole spiel on on podcasts right
0: now. Nice. And I I love what you're saying about about listening to music podcasts where you're kind of like, you know, unraveling what's going through artists' minds when they're writing, when they're performing, when they're doing all sorts of stuff that makes the music that we listen to, right? And that's kind of where my podcast goes. Um, I like talking to smaller artists, independent artists about you know, how they've gotten to where they are and maybe where they want to go in the future and stuff like that. So that, that's kind of what you can expect here today. And it's it's really cool. So I guess going off of that, let's get to know Haunter a little bit more. Let's get to know kind of your band and your background. So where are you from and how long have you guys kind of been making music together?
1: Uh, so we are we're based out of Houston, Texas. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we've we love it here like it's, it's a city that's more synonymous with like hip hop and like it's definitely the, the probably the most popular genre in our city, but there's definitely a strong scene for like all types of music. Um, that i've just been really fortunate to have spent a uh, majority of my professional career, like in the in the scene and like growing up and playing in like different bands. Um, as far as hunter goes like we have been writing music together for maybe six years, but we've only been releasing music for three. Wow. This is actually our third year of actually releasing
0: music. Wow. What's, like, the reason for, like, the disconnect with, like, you've been doing stuff for, like, six years, but why only, like, three years have you been releasing music? So
1: I, like, really early on, I started kind of catching on to the idea that, you need a catalog. You need like a backlog of of content because what I found or I think some of the mistakes I made in earlier bands was that you would join a band, you'd write your first five songs, put out an EP and it would cost you so much to put out that EP that it took you like another two or three years before you put out another five songs. Mm -hmm. And with the way music is being consumed, it's like if you're not putting out a song like once a week, like you stand a chance of being completely forgotten about. So, yeah exactly <laughs> so what I did initially I was like you know what we're gonna do we're gonna take the singles approach like we're we're gonna spend the first couple of years just like writing and recording and building a back catalog so that when we are actually releasing content there will be there won't be quite as many gaps between when like an, a song drops and a new song is on the horizon like yeah so it was it was it was intentional that we we would take our time with releasing, stuff and then you know the music landscape changes because like not only is it just like oh just put songs out like post like a link to your instagram but like there's a lot of more work that goes into it and so we had to kind of figure out like what does content creation look like like how often can we commit to doing it how are we going to grow so while we planted the seed early with like being able to release music frequently like down the road like i think we also had to kind of figure out how are we going to get into like the whole like creating video content to go with it that feels organic and feels like natural, but do it at a rate that's really consistent. And yeah. that's been, that's gonna kind of been like the method to it. So that's why it took us three years to release our first song. But, you know, I, I think it's funny, we we put out our first song and literally a month later, the world shut down so (laughs)
0: like of course that's how that would work out right like you're like yes we're gonna we have the perfect plan and then COVID like yeah oh man but I I really admire that approach I was actually going to ask about that because I was looking through and I was like oh they just have a bunch of singles right now no like EPs or bigger collections of songs which is sometimes you look at it and you go that's a little interesting but I've actually heard a few other like musicians nowadays that are doing that same approach because like you said if you release one big thing of music and then you have nothing else it's like yeah you do risk people being like oh that was a cool EP and then moving on whereas if you release something every couple weeks or every like month or so you know like you keep being relevant in people's minds and I think that's super cool so I I really really love that approach that you guys took
1: yeah, it, it's it's not it's not easy, but it is it's not easy, but it is worth it. Uh it definitely comes with its own challenges because you gotta think like every single song that you see from an artist you're like, cool, like there's like so many like pieces of content that they've had to create for that one single. It's not just like, Hey, my song's out now, go listen to it. It's like, no, like I've literally spent months doing lip syncs trying to think of (laughs) a sketch, trying to think of like, a cool place to perform, trying to think of like interesting ways to animate the text so that someone wants to watch the video for longer than two seconds. Like there's so much that goes into just, not just like even writing and recording and making sure the song sounds good. Like it's all the other stuff that has to happen behind it. That's just like, we artists have had to become these people who wear multiple hats it's not enough Mm -hmm. for the song to be good anymore yeah like that helps but it's more about like can you create content that's engaging is there a story there that someone wants to know more about and when they find and when they find they're at a place of wanting to discover you are you easily discoverable like can they say okay like haunter that's a super common name it's a name of a pokemon so like i know (laughs) that like so when someone types in like our name like I have to do enough to create enough content to where like we are easily like you can discover us very easily. So that's why like on our socials, like we're really consistent with our branding, our handle is the same everywhere. So the second you figure out like what our social handle is, any other platform you go to, you know like if you type that into the search, you're going to find us.
0: Yeah. And that's so smart. Like um I don't know if if you know her name is Leah from Nashville. She's been releasing music as like Capital L space E space A for like 6 years and has gotten like no success like as as far as being like found you know online mm-hmm. like like she has people who know who she is but like her instagram is like lol leah and she finally like as in a couple weeks ago switched her whole branding to lol and now like she's able to be searched and like it's crazy how how just like a name and keeping everything consistent can actually like affect how you're able to be found and like the the potential fans that you have you know like it's it's crazy how how cohesive you have to make it all now to to like make it you know
1: absolutely like i think that's it's always a unique challenge for an artist because it's if you want to be taken seriously it's like cool how do you cut through the noise and like thing and before you wouldn't have never we wouldn't even thought of like like seo like search engine optimization like exactly how how easy can i be found and i was like now you have to think about that stuff that's why, like, your that's why everyone does like link trees or beacons or stuff like that because it's, it's like literally like if it's just the one link, the one link will literally have everything that you need to find your Spotify, your merch, Apple Music, YouTube, tidal, like everything that you find, everything you need in one place. Like, like literally, if you go to our website right now, HansraIsn'tReal dot com, that's basically our link tree. Like, it has like. <laughs> A cool little animation and has our music video prominently displayed but underneath our band name literally all it is is just links to spotify our merch site like where you can hear us where you can see us where you can buy stuff from us
0: like yeah.
1: you make it as easy as possible so that when i tell someone like oh how can i find you the link is in the bio hunter simple as that you don't have to search or try too hard literally click that link it will take you everywhere you need to go
0: yeah and it's cool because like we like, so I went to school for marketing um, and I graduated with a marketing degree and we learn all that that stuff in school. But it's becoming a point where like you don't even need to go to school to learn that stuff. You kind of have to know how SEO works and how. To make yourself known, if you if you have a business, if you have something that you're trying to get other people to to see, you know, if you're trying to like sell something in a way, you know, like if, if you're a band, you're you are essentially selling something. You're selling your music. You're selling your brand. You're selling all that. So like, it's very interesting how the world has kind of changed to now everyone is their own like marketing genius. You know, it's it's very weird.
1: Yeah, like it's it's such a it's a it's a unique challenge. Um, I definitely think it's something that we were a little late to the game to kind of understand fully. Yeah. Um, and I say that because like, you know, we like, and this is through my own ignorance, I'll, I'll be the first to admit it. Um, like the power, like I really underestimated the power of like TikTok. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Like I can, I truly, truly underestimated it. Because uh, I was like, oh, like I, I hate that I have to make these videos and like blah, blah, this, blah, that. And I was so resistant to it. But what I started to see was that I had friends who were building careers off of TikTok. Like yeah. a, uh, even though we're a baby band, we're fortunate enough to like have a circle of like friends that are doing very well in that space. So mm-hmm. it offers a lot of inspiration. Um and it kind of gives us a roadmap to follow. Yeah. So, you know, we're we're fortunate enough to like be friends with bands like, you know, Loveless and Honey Revenge and Never awesome. Tell, like in Magnolia Park, like all bands who really embraced, like the, I definitely think there was a combination of like, I won't say luck, but I think preparedness for when the opportunity came, like they were consistent enough they created content that was fun and engaging. Their songs were really good. And they were just leaning in and doing the work and doing it consistently. And mm-hmm. that's always kind of like the secret sauce. Like everyone's like, oh, well, how do you do it? It's like, well, you have to be good at what you do, but you also have to be consistent at what you do. Exactly. the consistency is where a lot of people fall off. Mm-hmm. It's having the discipline to post every day, even if you don't feel like it, like you don't have to make a new piece of content every day. You can repurpose a lot of your content, but if you sit there and think, okay, I need to come up with a new caption or a new way of asking a question or a new way of engaging, maybe try new hashtags. But if I continually like refresh my content and like keep cycling through like my existing content and then sprinkling in like new shot content, like I can always be putting something in front of somebody that is new. So even if let's say my suit, so even something like my super fan may have seen the same video, you know, four or five times, like that's still new to somebody else. Exactly. So I'm still in that, so we're still in that stage of like, look, let's just get as many fans as we can and like build that up and continue to like serve, bring new content to service the existing fans, but also continue to repurpose existing content to try to see if it will help us garner some new, some new fans and some new engagement, you know? So, and the things that we found with our friends who've been successful is that they understood the content creation game early. They got really good at it. And when things started kind of like picking up speed for them, they were ready to capitalize on the on the momentum. Mm-hmm. So when people say, oh, a band just blew up out of nowhere. It's like, no, that's super. <laughs> that's cap. It's, it's just flat it it out-
0: is. And I hate when people say that too, because it, it's, taking away the hard work that they've done you know to get here because like it's exactly like like you said like TikTok is hard unless you put like it gives you what you give it you know what I mean like if you're putting in the work it'll it'll return back to you and yeah TikTok is just a very strange very strange place and it's very weird to think that this is how we would be promoting ourselves now if you would have like looked back like 10 years ago we'd be like we're doing dances and sketches, like it's so. It's very strange.
1: <laughs> yeah, like it's weird, and I think that was the thing that made me so resistant. I was like, ah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm on the elder side of elder emo, so like it, the idea of being <laughs> like, like, oh, you need to do a dance. I'm like, ah, first of all, two left feet, like in a bad back. This is not gonna <laughs> be like. This is not the vibe for me, so I was really hesitant. But I was like, well, you know, I have Lucy, who's super engaging and interesting and like people are just kind of naturally drawn to her. Yeah. But you know, with social media there's a lot of like there's some stuff that goes on like from like a mental health perspective and is the person like in a place where they can actually want to create and not only want to be created but want to be seen by people. You know, exactly. and then to be seen by people to potentially be picked apart by people like it's like social media is really unforgiving in a yeah. lot of ways. It is. Uh, So like we had to kind of combat that a little bit as well, like between myself and Lucy, like having to figure out like, all right, well, I help like I do a lot of the the admin, like I essentially like kind of lead and manage the band, but I have Lucy, who's our front person, who is honestly the person that people want to see. Like, and that's the (laughs) other thing that I I had to kind of understand is like, I'm doing this stuff on TikTok, it's not, it's doing okay. It's not doing great because I'm not the person that people want to see. People want to see the singer of the band. Yeah, they, that's that's who they want to see. They want to see the they want to see put a face to the voice that they're listening to.
0: Exactly, so, it's like the lead singer syndrome where everyone like falls in love with the lead singer because they're they're the one that you hear the most. You know, like you hear other parts, but you don't necessarily. It's, it's very weird. It's, it's like, it's like a trance kind of thing. Everyone just wants to know who's singing and it's like they idolize that person, which is so interesting.
1: Well, yeah. Like, unless you're like a musician or you're playing in a band that's like, okay, known for like its musicianship. Yeah. In which case like like you'll see some of the other members be like the, the focal points or, you know, you may get the, the rare, um, what I like to call Pete Wentz effect. Where, yeah. where the where you know the not the vocalist isn't always necessarily like the focal point, so it's very rare that that happens. But uh, going back to to Haunter, like Lucy and I, like we both kind of struggle with like this anxiety and like a lot of things. So like getting in front of the camera like took a lot of effort for both of us to get comfortable with it. Yeah. But I think once we started seeing some success, like having some videos just randomly pop off and get thousands of views, it was enough to get us motivated to be like, all right, this is uncomfortable. Uh, this can this can be exhausting at times. I don't always feel super great about myself or the video that comes out of it. But we know if we don't play, we won't win.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. And I think it's funny that you bring up this this thing where it's like you're doing so much for the band but like Lucy's the one that people want to see because like so um part of like my branding with this podcast is I I like to feature a lot of women in the scene and Lucy ultimately was like the first person I saw and I was like oh she's so cool so I was like kind of hoping that she'd jump on too but then I was like you know what Nah, it's okay. Let's let's see what Enoma has to say. And you are just so <laughs> cool. Like you are you are awesome. You have so much insight. And it's like well, I would like to talk to Lucy one day. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, this but you but you are so cool and I love hearing all of the insight. And like I'll, it's cool to get to hear from members of the band that Aren't the main face? You know what I mean? Because so many people are like Haley Williams, for example, and no one cares about the rest of Paramore. They're like she's the one, you know. And it, but it's like that's not true. There's other parts of the band that make up what you hear, you know. And the, if without them, there's not a band. So like it's it's very yeah. cool, and I'm really glad to be able to sit down with you because, like you said, you are doing so much behind the scenes that people might not realize you know and I think that's awesome
1: like literally everything that you see from our band is like something that is like I'm the focal like the the point of origin for it like yeah um, the graphic designers that we work with like the photographer that we work with the videographer that we have for our music videos like like everything has been like from this stuff in people that I've known or like, it been like things that I've kind of directed and said, okay, this is like the vision. And I think a lot of times, like with bands, like you have to have like that, like I, either it's the entire band, is all locked in and able to move with like the single focus, or there's like one or two members who, you know, are like, okay, we are the driving force behind yeah. like what people are seeing and hearing and like the experience that they have with the branding. Like, someone has to own it and someone has to be someone has to care the most and i think that's kind of like where my strength has always been is yeah i i care a lot like i care a lot like i'm obsessed with my band like i will say i am (laughs) my band's biggest fan because it's true (laughs) i am legitimately obsessed with my band i will not shut up about it uh and (laughs) i will do what it takes to make us successful because i think these songs are really good I believe in my bandmates and I would love to be able to create a space where we could do things that they never thought they were possible for them.
0: Yeah. Like, and that's awesome. And, and I, I can see it just the way you t- you talk about your band and music. Like it's, it's very obvious that you're very passionate about what you do and that's so important.
1: It's, it's a blessing and a curse. Cause like you, <laughs> so like, let me ask you, ask you this. Cause like I, as from one like content creator to the next, like, but how do you or how often is it like you're like in the middle of the night, like you're just like trying to get to sleep, trying to get to bed, but you can't stop thinking about like that one or two little things you could have done, not necessarily differently, but one or two extra things you could have done throughout the day to move the needle in some way for what you're trying to build.
0: Oh, all all the time. Like, I I honestly wish I had like 50 hours in a day. Like it's. I, I always feel like there's not enough time to do things, especially because what other people don't see, too, is a lot of a lot of content creators have full time jobs aside from the content that you see. And so it's like it's exhausting trying to do a full time job and also manage, you know, a business of sorts and trying to provide content and, you know like what you see from me is it, this is this is it like it's me with my microphone and my audio gear and I'm the one booking everything I'm the one reaching out to bands I'm the one like literally making it all happen editing it pr- putting it together and I feel like a lot of people don't they don't understand that you know and so like I I wish that I could stop time and just get like five hours of stuff worth like like you know done in like five seconds like it's, it's hard for sure. And I'm sure you felt that too, in, in a sense.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, and you always feel like you always feel like there's always more that you can do. And when people say you're being hard on yourself, it's like, you know, that's probably true, but there's a reason for it. It's because I believe in myself it's because I can yeah. do it it's because I know I'm capable of these things. Like, yeah. so to, to sit there and be like, oh you're you're, you're being too hard or you need to slow down like don't around. i definitely think like there's times where you need to take like rest and like reset because you can't burn out is a very real thing
0: yeah um, absolutely
1: <laughs> but the, you have to low-key be obsessed with what you do and want to do it <sighs> all the time like it has to be the only thing that you really care about because it's the only way it's ever gonna be successful. Like I um so our producer, we're one, we're fortunate enough to have an amazing, amazing once in a lifetime talent be the producer of our songs. And so I tell him a lot of times, I'm like, like when we we kind of have like some really frank conversations just about like his level of success and kind of like all the things he has to kind of like navigate. And I'm like, it's weird because there's like this disparity because he's like way up here and I'm like we're yeah. a baby band, like we're way down here. <laughs> so 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 it's weird for me to be able to like to think that like there's times where I like me in my life, I've been able to offer some sort of perspective to someone who's arguably far more accomplished than than, than I than I am. And it's like, how am I able to offer you perspective? Like you should not listen to me. Like I, I don't know what I'm talking about.
0: I <laughs> I, like, I, I, I feel re- like I don't know that that also offers up a really cool perspective of just remembering that we're all people, you know, like it doesn't matter like how much more successful someone is than someone else. Like there's always something to learn from each other. And just talking to people and like telling them about things that you love or things that worked for you really well. Like there's always something to learn. And I think that's really cool about about connecting with anyone in any industry, you know? It's it's just really cool.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like it's it's just been, it's just been this really rewarding experience. And, you know, I can't talk about Haunter without talking about like our producer, Tyler, who is like, I would say legitimately like the fifth member of our, our band, because without him, like these songs would not be what they are. Like he is an insanely talented, like producer, an amazing songwriter. But above anything else, like, he is just a good human being. Like, he is a yeah. solid person, like, who who truly makes you believe that you can do anything. Like, yeah. he he does. Like, he just has this really amazing way of finding the things that he knows will help you be at your best. Like, he's really good at setting a vibe. He's really good at making it a really collaborative experience. And, you know, like, I think something that really kind of stood out to me is like when we started working together was one we were already friends. Cause like he played in a, he played in a danger kids and I would give them a place to stay and we would already, like, we would just be friends, just kind of kicking it. Uh, so we already had like a level of friendship there when we first started kind of like, like saying, okay, cool. I'll be a client. Like you'll, I'll come in and we'll work on songs. Like, but having that existing relationship, like I think allowed me and allowed us to really have like, or create a space to where things just out the gate felt really natural. Yeah. And and the band, while the band didn't know Tyler prior to, like, me introducing them, like, it, he was really quick to kind of, like, tear down those walls and any apprehensions we may have had, it was just, like, completely washed away within the first, like, 10 minutes of, like, just talking and hanging out. Yeah. So, So, yeah. So, shout out one time to Tyler Smith. He is... <laughs> literally the best human being on the planet and I will die on that hill
0: oh that's so cute I love it and I, I love not only I already said this how much you care about your band but just everyone that is like in, that interacts with your band too and it's just it's really special and it's really cool and it really shows in everything that you do and just how you, how you're speaking about everything it's it's super cool um I did want to ask so what is it that, like, so what would you consider to be, like, your personal branding surrounding Haunter? Like, what do you want people to associate Haunter with when, when they go and they listen to music and they, they discover you for the first time? What is it that you want them to feel?
1: Oh, wow. That is a great question because that is something that I ask myself all the time. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm constantly asking, like, because I keep thinking, like, hey, is, is what we're saying connecting? Like, is there... Yeah. Like, because when people like engage with us on Twitter, like I I manage all of our socials. So like, uh, actually, this will be a good opportunity for me to say this. Uh, yeah, I manage all of our socials. So, do you say <laughs> weird stuff? It's Lucy's never going to see it. Oh no! It. So she, yeah,
0: she, so she she doesn't have any of that. It's just you.
1: It's it's literally me. Like she manages her okay. own her own like Instagram account because she yeah. also owns a, a tattoo studio. So she does have her own yeah. socials. But if you're like trying to slide into the band's DMs, my dudes, you're you're you're, you're talking to me, and I and we that's, both know that's, that's not so what you want.
0: Funny. Okay, now that that brings me to ask how how many messages have you seen that are like thirst traps for Lucy? <laughs> like, I'm just so curious.
1: <laughs> so fortunately we don't get too too many but when they're out of pocket they're way out of pocket (laughs)
0: because i I mean i just imagine like obviously it's it's way more likely for this to happen to to women than it is for men which which is sad but like i just imagine there are so many women rock stars pop stars whatever that just their dms they just probably don't even touch them because it's probably horrendous like yeah um, yeah
1: i I can't. I can't imagine. Like, like obviously, it's, it's an experience uh, I will never have since I am a you know, cisgendered heterosexual male. Like, there's the female experience is something that's going to be completely foreign to me. Yeah. But I think like being in this band and like handling the socials and then like seeing how people engage with us, it's really weird because. I'll sit there like, well, there may be the dude who sends the occasional inappropriate thing. What's even weirder is like when we engage with women, or or female presenting like people, they assume Lucy is the one who's talking to them. Yeah. Like so, like the content creators, like the like the models that we talk to, like they think Lucy's talking to them, and I'm like, part of me like doesn't want to break their heart and tell them like, hey, it's the dude in the band that you're talking <laughs> to because like. I feel like the engagement or the energy would, would switch up. And I'm like, I'd rather you just kind of engage with us. Like, Hey, I'm a fan of the band and I'm a fan of whatever is going on here. Like, right. it shouldn't, as long as it's being, as long as the conversation is respectful, like it shouldn't matter who you're talking to. Like it, yeah. it doesn't matter if, if it's the guitar player or the vocalist, if they're both saying the same thing, like, Oh, thank you so much for listening to us or Hey, how did you find us? And like actually engaging with you does it matter if it's the singer or not like right exactly I feel like it shouldn't but that's also because like I'm not the vocalist in the band but yeah I also sometimes wonder like does it make a difference for people is it and and if it does like why
0: that is interesting and actually I I kind of want to ask my listeners this question because that that is a very interesting point because I I I think you reached out to me originally is how we got this started. And when I reached back out, I said, Hey, band, I'm Sydney. And Oma reached out to me. Blah blah and like he's like, I go under the assumption if I'm going to like reach out to a band's Instagram. I don't know who's running it. It could be their manager. It could be the singer. It could be whoever. It could be any one of them. You know, I kind of assume that they all have access to it, unless they've like publicly made it known that only one of them does. You know, so that that's a very interesting question. I I wonder if it does matter to people who who's the one running those accounts or who they assume runs those accounts.
1: I I think I think it matters to a degree. I I think because in the same way that people want to like see the vocalist or see the fan, they, they want to feel they want to deepen if they're already a fan of the music they want to deepen the connection that they have with the band and there's something to be said about like oh you know the like if this band replied to me on twitter this has been like replied to my dm and they're secretly hoping it's the person that they're most interested in in the band right yeah like so they're like oh man I hope it's, I hope it's Lucy, because she, this person replied, they replied to my comments on their TikTok, like, or they're, like, replying to my DM, or they're responding to me on Twitter, like, I really hope it's the person that I want it to be, like, and I think that's kind of part of the reason why I I don't explicitly say that, hey, I'm the one who runs all the socials, I'll I'll share on, on like, a podcast or whatever, but, like, I don't ever really advertise, like, on the socials, like, unless it's a, uh, unless it's someone who really is just, like, doing some off the wall stuff like the <laughs> will I, like ever correct anyone to be like hey you're you're not talking to who you think you're talking to
0: yeah exactly you're like hey cool it man like it's it's me it's the other guy in the band you should maybe yeah. be careful yeah. what you're saying like yeah, yeah. But yeah, you okay. don't
1: you don't need to be this horny on your main account.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like seriously. I'm like do you want your name attached to that? Like it's like sometimes I wonder if people actually like think before they t- they they don't. They don't think before they type those things. But like yeah, it's weird. But um I guess also kind of going off of this. So as far as like like branding goes and lyrics and stuff, are do you write the songs too or who's who's kind of mm-hmm. in charge of that? You're the one that writes it? So I think it's it's always a collaborative effort.
1: So yeah. when it when it comes to the music, uh, the actual like just like the song bed, it would be like myself, uh, myself, uh, Tyler, our producer, uh, our guitarist Mike and Mark. Like we'll typically the way we record is like we'll go for a two week stint. Uh, first week we write all the music together, and then Lucy will fly in, and then she and I will work on lyrics, uh, and Tyler will. Will help us with that as well uh, and that's kind of what's really worked for us like and I really appreciate it because like I feel like i'm i'm able to see the full vision because like well. Uh, Mark and Mike are really just more on, on the music side of things like I do music and lyrics, so I will usually choose like song titles like the direction like the general feel of like what we want to kind of bring about and then I will like Tyler and I will use that as like the inspiration for kind of like where we want to take the song and then when Lucy gets involved and like she starts listening to the music um I'll tell her kind of like hey this is sort of the thought process behind where my head was at and a lot of times Lucy and I are very like aligned on like the things that are going on in our lives like if I'm going through a breakup she's going through a breakup if she's getting into a relationship I'm either getting into one like we're our journeys are very similar so we're so it's very easy for us to get aligned on things so when it comes to like lyrics like she and i will typically like sit down with tyler and lucy will do the majority of the heavy lifting because she's just such a strong songwriter yeah uh, but tyler will come in and we'll be like oh okay well hey i think we can beat this lyric or hey here's a melody that i'm hearing or here's a line that i'm hearing and it'll take us down this, this whole different like path that we weren't expecting to go on and then Like, I'll sit there and be like, okay, well, hey, maybe there's a different way for us to say this. Or, hey, I've had this phrase or this line in my head that I just can't get out. And now that I'm hearing, like, your melody and your cadence, I actually think it could fit. So what do you all think of this? And so we make it really, we make it really collaborative and it's, it's worked. And honestly, if it wasn't for, one, Lucy being an incredibly talented individual, but two, Tyler being, you know, equally not more so talented and then, myself like we have a good sort of like checks and balances to where each person is bringing something to the song and it's always like oh that's a that's an interesting idea that's a unique perspective actually yeah that works or you know sometimes I'll throw something out there and it doesn't work and I have to let go of my ego and say okay cool here's something that I really wanted but like Lucy's not feeling it Paul's not feeling it like the band isn't feeling it. like you have to like you can't go into it with it being like, oh, well if it's not my idea, I don't fuck with it. Like you have to be very right. like open and like get rid of your ego and think about what is going to serve the song the best. What's the coolest lyric? What's the strongest melody? What's a way to create a moment that people aren't going to forget? And if yeah. your idea isn't that, that's okay. But you you have to be in a place where you have to be okay with not having the best idea every single time.
0: Right. Yeah. And it's especially when you're working in such a collaborative setting with multiple people who are, you know, potentially the face of, of this band or they, they all want to participate and make something together, you know. So, like, you, you have to make sure that un- unless it's pre- like previously agreed on that, you know, the lyrics, this is how it's going to be. Otherwise, it's like, yeah, you all want to have a slice of your own your own kind of ideas in it, you know. So that's so Yeah. Me-
1: yeah, you, you have to, you, it's a balance between, like, fighting for your own, I guess, fighting for identity, like, uh, like in a band, like you, you sit there and like, yes, you understand it is still a collective work, but there's still part of it that you want to have that is uniquely yours.
0: Exactly. And so,
1: like, that's where, and I think that's kind of where, like, the the musicians in the band or or the, the individual who play instruments in the band, like we'll try to do something that is unique to them. Like yeah. they'll be like, okay, the way I play my guitar part or the bass line that, that I play or the drum part that I'm doing, like how can I make it a signature thing to where those who would want to know that kind of stuff, like, oh man, who's in the band? They're like, okay, it's, you know, but like how is he playing guitar on the song? Like, cool, is it a similar style to all the other ones? Is it something that's uniquely his? Rather than just thinking, oh, okay, the this, this singer sounds really good. Like there's, there's, everyone has to find something of theirs to kind of put into it to where it feels uniquely there. So there's a, a greater sense of ownership because once someone feels like they have ownership, they're more inclined to want to invest and want to like share it because it's not only still part of like the collective, but there's still something in there that's just theirs and they're excited about it.
0: Exactly. Yeah, and. You guys released a song recently, right? Called "Untouchable." Do you yeah. want to go through kind of some of the songwriting process for that single and kind of inspiration themes of the songs? Just kind of give us a little bit of of background knowledge about this song.
1: Uh, yes, absolutely, because it is hands down my favorite song that we've wow. ever 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 done. And don't get wrong, we have we have some some bangers in the tank, like some like yeah. straight up straight up fire in the in the tank. Absolutely, I agree. There's, there's, there's one, oh my goodness, that I'm so excited to put that one out. But this one means the most to me. Um, So Untouchable really, I think for me, like the inspiration for this song, there's a there's a few artists that we were kind of listening to at the time that really kind of helped shape what Untouchable became. Um, It was churches, uh, Imagine Dragons, and then I was listening to a lot of Ellie Goulding at the time.
0: Nice. Like,
1: so I was I was thinking I wanted something like big and anthemic, like I wanted something where that really did make you feel like you could do anything that you wanted to do in life. Like your dreams were never too small, or not very small, but never too big. Like yeah. but you were never made to be small. So that's actually something I, I would tell Lucy a lot. Like when we would, we would talk and like you know, she and I would just kind of like commiserate over like how we're feeling, how we're thinking, like just like generally just sometimes like when we're not at our best. Um, and I would just tell her, I was like, Hey, you know, like you are such a big personality and your voice is huge and your talent is immeasurable. Like you have to understand that you were never meant to be small, like, like ever, that? like you were meant to take up space. Yeah. Like, it's, and so I, I, And that was kind of like the inspiration for Untouchable was like we were talking about like how people don't understand that this is like our dream and how it's the only thing that we truly care about. And like we're going to we're going to live this no matter what. And then those people who will tell you you can't do something, who put you down are operating out of a place of fear and we don't want to operate out of that because if you operate out of fear, you're never going to take the steps to to live your dream. And if you're not pursuing your passion, what are you doing? Like Exactly. Like, like for real. Like what are you what are you doing? Like I I am fortunate enough to to where like I have a nine to five. Like let's <laughs> we're, we're not at the point where Haunter is doing so well to where this is the only thing that we've got going on. Yeah. Um so I work a nine to five and I see it there. And I, and I see it in people who just work, they just work and go home. And I just can't wrap my head around that.
0: Yeah. Like I just can't. It's like, like you only have one life on this earth. Why are you just working some job that like, you're probably not passionate about, you know, it's like, you're making money, but are you really happy with how you're living? And, it's it's cool to see that that you're able to put so much love and so much time and and passion into this thing that you love so much while still even having a full-time job on the side like it's it's super inspirational and honestly it's it's moving me because i i've i've been in a, a slump lately where i'm just like is my like creating like actually do people even like it you know what i mean like there's a lot of self doubt that comes with that too and it's like you just have to keep doing it like you said and if you love it like just keep doing it.
1: Absolutely, like uh, I think every I think everyone goes through that. Like even at the highest levels, like I even think so. Maybe yeah. sometimes even at, I think even at the higher levels is even harder because now there's this expectation of you. Like you have a proven track record of success. Like yeah. you're known for for being like one of the best in 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 the game. And you're like, okay, well, how do I remain that way? Like is the stuff that I'm making even like interesting or good or or anything? But you can't operate from that place of of doubt like you just have to trust that you have the skills and that what you're creating is engaging enough to where the people who already know you and love you will still stand by you and that you're doing just enough to stretch yourself to where you could possibly gain new people and like draw them in and then they can now discover all of that other content that you've already created like it's Mm -hmm. like every single time that you put out a new episode of your podcast that's a new opportunity for you to gain more fans. And once they discover, hey, Sydney has all of this back catalog that I can kind of go back through and discover, like it's it's new to me. Like someone yeah. who's been listening and following you for a year may be like, oh, all of a sudden I've already done it. But the person who just discovered you gets to go back and say, oh my God, look at all this stuff that they've done.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. And- like I I remember this was this was a while ago, but I like one day I randomly like got just like like forty listens in one day, and I was like, whoa, what happened in this huge spike? And it, I I learned or I saw that one person literally was just binging every episode, and I was like, mm-hmm. this is super cool. That means someone just found me, or they just got around to listening to me, and they like what they're listening to, and like that's the kind of stuff that's just so rewarding about, about doing anything you love, whether it's releasing music, releasing podcast episodes or some sort of arts or whatever. It's like, it's super cool to see that people are liking what you're doing. You know, it's, it feels really good.
1: Absolutely. It's, it's incredibly validating to, to get that sort of like feedback or, or, or response because you do never really know uh, who is listening, who it's connecting with, like you just hope for the best. Exactly. Like, yeah. And that and that's really all you can do. Like there's this um there's this TikTok video that I've seen kind of making the circles. Um and it's basically Seth Rogan where he's saying like if you don't quit you might make it, but if you quit you definitely won't.
0: Exactly. Like, yeah
1: where and he, he goes on to say something to the effect of like that's the thing that he's seen that has differentiated between people who are successful and people who aren't wasn't like the skill it wasn't like either one of them one was more talented than the other yeah. it was just one didn't give up and one did
0: yeah it's so yeah like, that's so motivational because like yeah it's a it, it's like equivalent to like the you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take kind of thing, you know, it's like, you never know, like, like your next episode or whatever could have been the one that like people saw, you know, and, and you never know unless you just keep going, you know, and that, that that's just, that's just life, you know, like if you, if you quit anything, you'll never keep doing it and you'll never see what it could be. So. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Like, so an example that, that I can share with you is uh, we have some homies of ours uh, from Tampa, Florida. They're in a band called Never Tell. If you okay. haven't listened to them, what, what like, honestly, I'll put even it even on stop. my
0: list. <laughs> yes,
1: stop recording and go listen to them right now.
0: <laughs> That's so they
1: funny. They are so good. Oh my God. They are like, I truly believe that they're going to be one of the next big rock bands. 2024, I think is going to be a huge year for them, but I think they're going to be a household name by 2025.
0: Wow, I'm gonna have to like, get on this. I'll I'll reach out. I'll be like, get on my podcast. I I want to make sure yes. I have you on here before you're huge.
1: Hundred hundred percent. Never tell they are up next. And what and the example that I want to share of about them is that they just like my band. Like we were we a little hesitant to do the TikTok thing, but they got a manager who you know helped them kind of realize, oh, there's real power here. Um, and then they the after that one talk, like they themselves were motivated, got really consistent on their own, and a song that they put out, arguably three, almost four years ago now, was the song that went viral on TikTok and blew them up.
0: Whoa! Like, they went from
1: they went from like having you know maybe two thousand followers on TikTok to now I think they're over like one hundred and seventy thousand.
0: Wow, like, that's insane.
1: Their songs are doing crazy numbers, millions of streams, like, and it's all because they got really consistent, really consistent with posting and their songs were really good. And then when the and when the viral moment happened, they had an infrastructure to where they were set up for success. They'd laid down all the groundwork. And then now people are discovering them, realizing cool, this band is awesome. Oh, they have a bunch of songs. Oh, they have really dope merch. Oh, they have their socials together. Oh, everything is cohesive all of that lined up for that perfect moment. So when I say like every band, like if you're consistent, like you'll have your moment, but when your moment arrives, are you set up for success to capitalize on it? They were an example of a band that was able to capitalize on their moment. So it's like, I've seen that in real time. Um, We're we're super tight with the guys in Loveless. Like Julian is a a homie of ours. He actually wrote two of the, co-wrote two of the songs that we have out. Um, that's incredible. So, so don't stop in bad ideas or songs that he has cover like songwriting credit on. Uh, and yeah. Dylan oddly enough, Dylan's actually from my hometown. We're both from Houston.
0: Wow, nice. yeah.
1: so so it's a it's a small world, and those are like like homies. but the, the the thing that I say about Loveless it's kind of the same thing. It's just that preparation. Like Julian was really good about like leaning into TikTok, like posting the covers, being really consistent being on there so that when the moment hit and things started blowing up like they were prepared from an infrastructure standpoint to do the things necessary to take them to the next level and it only builds from there
0: yeah so it's it's funny that you talk about loveless because like I feel like I it was one of the things in my mind that felt like they came out of nowhere because I felt like I didn't know anything about them then all of a sudden it was like taylor acorns on their tour and then it was like i think they're opening for water parks now and i'm mm-hmm. like what and then like one of my friends was like oh i love loveless and i'm like how do you know these people before i do and I'm and then i went to the show and they were amazing and like it's it's crazy like i yeah building that infrastructure like you said is so important to making sure that like people find you they go oh they have they're they're like a credible band you know or they're credible whatever it is that they do and they have tons of content and like having all of that is really what will draw people in because if they say oh they have like a song it it for me personally i love binging music so i'll like go and i'll be like oh they have a whole album or oh they have a ton of songs and i just hit shuffle and just let it let it roll you know like mm-hmm. it's, it's the best so that is definitely like a prime strategy and like i don't write music so i don't know much I just talk to musicians, (laughs) but like that, that, that just sounds that sounds like the best way to do it in my opinion. So, especially from a fan point of view. So.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I think just being really consistent, understanding your, your branding and then, and then just giving yourself the grace because you're not going to have it all figured out. Like no one does. We just, I think the artists that do well can, can kind of combine like the business acumen with just what feels natural and what feels right for them. And then it'll find the right audience. And I think that's kind of like the big thing or when you see it on on like TikTok, like everyone's like, I'm searching for these people, I'm looking for this, I'm looking for that. It's like the, you're, you will find your audience or they will find you as long as you are consistently like putting stuff out and beyond just putting stuff out, like getting better, like yeah. you're just, remaining the same then you may find people but you won't ever really grow like you'll just kind of plateau and so what i think the thing that we've been challenging ourselves with is figuring out okay with each release how are we leveling up how are we growing to where like our fans can expect something bigger bigger and better from us the next time so each release i'm like how are we getting better how are the visuals getting better how are things getting more impressive so that's 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 the challenge, yeah, but it's, but being obsessed with your band it 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 makes it easy for you to kind of work through because you're just like, well, I've been thinking about this my entire life, So I have the ideas. It's just now how do I execute them?
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think that's so cool. And I guess kind of going off of that and just like elevating yourself and stuff. So like you guys have been doing this for a while as haunter. So what would you kind of consider to be the coolest thing that's happened in your careers thus far?
1: wow um
0: it could be a few things like I'm I'm sure there's a lot that comes to mind but like is there anything that really stands out to you as like you were like I can't believe this is happening you know to be honest
1: I I really do legitimately think it is just I I do think it's for me like the big one of the big ones is just kind of untouchable like just uh, not only just the song itself because like I listened to it and I'm just like how the hell did I write this, like I I had a hand in making this song exist. Like from five, cause like I, I found the band. So like I found all the musicians in the band. I found our producer, like the photo, the music video, like the music video, I'm so proud of that video. Like it's yeah. insane because I've never done a video that good before. Like I've just never been, I've had music videos in the past. I've been in other bands where we've, we've done some things and some cool things here and there but this felt so good the song feels so good like there's a part of the song it's towards the end that literally like makes me tear up because so I'm just like I cannot believe that I was a part of this like and so-
0: that's that's how you know you are so proud of what you're doing and that's how you know like you're where you're supposed to be if, if, if you have that kind of feeling is listening to your own work or like seeing what you've done like that's how you know that that you that you've made it, you know, in a sense, like that's just so awesome.
1: Oh yeah, it's it's super rewarding. And I think some of the other things that have been really cool for us is meeting people in real life who like actually listen to our band. Like because yeah. we're we're like we haven't played shows. So we're an internet band for all wow. intents and purposes. So recently like when Loveless was on their the first part of their world tour. Like, they came through, like, Texas, and, you know, they're our boys, so we're obviously going to go and hang out and, yeah. and see them, but what was wild was that though, there were people there who knew us. Wow. Like, oh, shit, like, you know, oh, shit, Lucy, oh, shit, Mike, like, we're like, what? Y'all, <laughs> y'all exist IRL? What the, the fuck? Like, it's- like, it, That's
0: it got to feel surreal. It's- it's it's
1: weird at first but then it becomes really it's super flattering yeah yeah because like it's
0: super flattering i feel like especially for any content creators of, of any kind whether it's music yeah. podcasting um some sort of art or youtube or whatever you know like i feel like once people start recognizing you in real life that's when it starts to feel like you're doing more than just making content in your bedroom or something you know that's when it starts to feel like you're actually doing something and that's when you're like whoa this like people actually know who I am and what I do like that that's got to feel so strange you know like
1: it I can't can 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 imagine be a little weird.
0: like I've, I've never had anyone like come up to me personally and be like oh yeah I I know your podcast whatever unless it's someone like i'm friends with obviously but like i i just know if, if that day comes or someone like somehow recognizes me for that i'll be like whoa like that'll feel so strange you know like
1: yeah it it, it it's at first it's a little for me cuz i'm 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 a bit of an introvert like it yeah. can be a little weird but it's it, if anything it's it's really again it's validating cuz it's it's showing you that like something that you're creating something that you're investing in like people are connecting with it. It's not just like like just anonymous faces like someone exists and they're just like oh wow like I really enjoyed that song or I really loved like the content that you post um so it's 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 crazy but I've I've gotten more and more accustomed to it not because I'm like, oh, we're a big deal but' just more like hey we're how lucky are we that you know people care enough to like want to learn about our band.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, like you said, like it, it's not a thing about being like, oh, we're so cool that people know us, but it's just like just a- admiring the fact that that you've made it this far that your work is paying off and like even knowing that some your lyrics or something might have touched someone in a way that like maybe you you didn't realize it would like that's the kind of thing that is so special about about making music sharing music and connecting with people in that way so yeah you you guys are doing so amazing you guys have the secret sauce and i i genuinely believe that you guys have the power to to grow yeah. into something a lot bigger and it is cool considering like i i didn't know you guys didn't have any live shows that you've done I didn't know that you were just an internet band like and the fact that you did all this yourself you know like you found people you wanted in your corner people that you wanted to create with and you're making it happen that's that's just something to be so proud of so it's it's very cool to see all this come together
1: yeah we're we're super we're super fortunate like it's a uh, it's a good space to be in you know we're we've got good people around us you know we have a really great manager our producer tyler is amazing like the people that we work with for the visuals like our designer our cover art designer cameron like our music video director like christian and orlando like the people who help us with lights like our photographer uh heather and ec like we're so fortunate like we're surrounded by good people and i think if nothing else, like the one the one superpower I think I ever had is just like being able to bring good people together and to build something. so yeah. it's been it's been awesome to kind of see, and i I just really would love for us to get to a point where we blow up to where like everyone is like, all right, cool. Like I've been working with these guys. They deserve the the success. Like I want to bring everyone who's who's supporting us, everyone who's part of our team up at the same time so like when we blow up I want to bring everybody along with us
0: yeah and that is such a cool superpower to have and just like I can just tell that you're a good honest person just by the way you talk about your band and the people surrounding you like you you have such a good heart and you just care so much about the things that you do and the people around you and that just To me, that means that you're going to be successful, you know, because if 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 you don't care about people around you or the things that you do, it's like you're not going to be successful and you're not going to be seen as someone that people should care about. You know what I mean? So like Mm -hmm. you're you're taking all the right steps, you're doing amazing. And it's it's just so cool. It's so cool to see. Um, are you guys releasing more music anytime soon? I know you just released Untouchable, but are there works? Yeah, I mean there's
1: all there's always gonna be songs in works. I don't know if we're gonna release another song this year. If we do, it may be like a remix to an existing song. Because cool. uh, that's something we always like we always kind of enjoy like just putting out as
0: just an additional thing to kind of like
1: tie people over. Yeah. Um, I like the do-
0: remixes, by the way. Like it it's cool because like I, I feel like your vibe is kind of like it's like rock but with like a a taste of like alt pop almost and the the remixes Mm -hmm. definitely feel feel like that like even more so and it's 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 a really cool like refreshing take on it i really love it
1: yeah i've i've always liked the remixes and we have this really great um producer that we work with for the remixes his name is uh dimitri medina and he he he's so crazy kind of like i he is so slept on (laughs) <laughs> like he, he is so slept on, like he, the remixes are like crazy good. Like my favorite one is the Risk It All remix. Cause I just think just the way he put that one together, it's, it's, it's just fun. It's such a blast, um, yeah. but yeah, we do have a lot more songs like at the ready and uh, we're kind of figuring out like if we're going to record some more songs next year, uh, it's looking pretty good. Like I, I feel pretty strongly that at some point we'll go back to LA and we'll record some more music but yeah, we have maybe eight eight songs that are slated for release, and then we're gonna do three more. So we'll have a total of like 11, and then we'll have oh, remixes, sorry. and then we'll have more songs written by the time we're ready to release some of those. So it'll just always be something like with some consistency there. So yeah. yes, it's not the, not the last we are going of Hot Train. This won't be the last music video we do. Um, I know music videos aren't really like, super like relevant anymore but i i just like them as like complementary pieces to art and like something like untouchable like it was a song so big i was like it warranted that and we have a few more songs that are really big that i think will have that will for sure have music videos like they may be a little bit different than untouchable but yeah they're 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 definitely going to exist
0: yeah i don't know i've always loved music videos it's funny that you say that they're not relevant anymore because i i feel i feel like they are. I, I feel like because um, I, I grew up so much in the era of like everything had a music video if there was a big song or a big artist like they always had music videos and I loved watching that shit as a kid so like mm-hmm. I don't I, I feel like I still I still love music videos especially if the song has like a really good storyline to it or if you have a collection of songs that have a story to it like I really believe that um, music videos are an incredible enhancer to all of that. And it can help like listeners really like see the true vision without you having to like say it. You know what I mean? And that's that's so cool. Like keep doing music videos. I think they're I think they're mm-hmm. dope as hell. So
1: <laughs> I, I, I love them. Like, and I, I really loved um, the one we did for Untouchable because I think it's it it feels it feels as big as the song is like, cause when yeah. I think about it, I'm just like, I'm, I look at it, I'm just like, wow, that looks like a movie. Like the lighting is great. Like shout out to Sean and Dash who, um, who are our lighting team for that. Like they really, really brought it.
0: Mm-hmm. They brought awesome. it and and,
1: it, and everything just kind of, it's the most cohesive I think we've ever been. Like the look, we even look at the artwork for it. Like you see that like, the characters dressed in white, like all of our photos were all in white. Like. Mm-hmm everything tied together like pretty spectacularly with this and so like i'm very 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 pleased with uh with the outcome
0: oh that's amazing i i admit i haven't watched it but i think i need to as soon as we're done talking because i I, you're just hyping it up so much i have to go look at it and i love music videos like i said so i love you'll give it a watch
1: (laughs) i i I think you'll i think you'll enjoy it like everyone that i've showed it to has been like wow this is like for like, I mean, even for bands like, for a small band to kind of pull this off, like, it's 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 something that I'm just really proud of because I don't think there's a lot of bands that are that are doing something like that at the level that we're at. Like, and yeah. it's not to like talk talk shit on, on on anyone. I just I'm just really proud of this, and I think for a baby band, it's actually kind of impressive.
0: Yeah, and you should be proud of of the art that you make and like everything that you do. Like, it, it will all feel so sparkly and amazing. And like, I. I feel like if you don't feel that way about your art, like why put it out? You know, it should it should feel amazing to you, and then that'll that'll rub off on other people too. You know, so yeah, you're you're doing everything right, and that's just amazing. So keep doing what you're doing.
1: Well, I, I certainly appreciate it, and yeah, I will. Um, we're we're
0: too stubborn to quit. Yeah, <laughs> like we said, if you don't keep going, you'll never know what could be. So. Yeah,
1: Very
0: true. And this kind of okay. So this kind of feels like the a, a good way to wrap this up a little bit. We've been chatting for about an hour now, so that's probably where we're gonna leave this. So, is there okay. anything else that you want listeners to know about you? Um, what's your handles on on social media? All of that good stuff.
1: Uh yeah, so you can find uh our band Haunter uh across all the socials. It's at Haunter isn't real, um. Our website is haunterisn'treal.com. Uh that'll take you everywhere you want to go if you want to check us out on Spotify. Uh, just type in Haunter. We're usually like the first band that shows up. Um YouTube is same thing, Haunter Isn't Real, like all our music videos, everything that we have there that will be available. So yeah, uh Haunter Isn't Real. That's that's how you can find us. We're uh, we're awesome. pretty much everywhere.
0: Um one question before before we end. Um why is it Haunter isn't real? Is there a story behind that?
1: <laughs> well, yeah. And, and, and so the story behind it is um so when I first started the band, like I, I did kind of want us to just be like initially we were just going to be like an internet band slash studio project. Like it wasn't gonna be anything that was like, Oh, we're gonna go on tour, we're gonna do this. So I was like, yeah. oh, maybe we're not technically a real band. And I was like, <laughs> Huh. Haunter isn't real. Like, that might be a cool handle. Like, and that's something that if someone knows it, like, and we're consistent across the board, you can find us anywhere. Like, so I just wanted to make it something that had our band name, but something that was also kind of played on the fact that, like, you know, we technically don't have a drummer. Like, we don't have a drummer in our band. Like, we're, like, we've never played a show. Like, it's so, it's like, can you really call yourself a real band? Some people would say no. I don't really care. I think if if you're a collective of people who write music together, you're a band.
0: Yeah. And if you're releasing stuff, like you're a band, you know, like you can be a band if you're someone who performs and never releases music or, you know, the opposite, like you are, you're releasing stuff, but you're not performing. Like you're still a band. And I, I think that's real. Even if you think it's not, but (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious though. I, I love that. I love the story behind that. Um, yeah, but thank you so much, Anoma, for being on here today. And you've just you've been so much fun, and honestly, just brightened my day. So thank you for sitting and oh. chatting. Yeah, this has been amazing, and I'm so glad to to learn more about you and your band and everything you guys stand for. It's it's been really cool.
1: Awesome. Well, this has been a pleasure, and this will will not be the only time we we connect. I'll, I will for sure with the next release, I make sure that um, we bring uh, some other band members through so that they can all talk and kind of share their story and their perspective.
0: Absolutely. I would love that. Cause yeah, like, like you said, you guys are all a collective and it would be really cool to get to talk with all of you sometime. That would be really fun. But in the meantime, thank you for being here. And it's really meant a lot to me to have you on today. So thank you so much.
1: Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. You take care.
0: All right, pop punk enthusiasts. That was my interview with Enoma of Haunter. I hope you guys really enjoyed this interview. He was so incredible to talk to and had so much insight into the industry and just a ton of fun backstory for all of their music. I really, really enjoyed this chat. Again, if you want to keep up with them, you can follow them on social media at Haunter not Real. This was so much fun you guys. I absolutely adore Haunter. I feel like their music has a little bit of a unique genre that I don't usually promote on my page and I think you guys are just really gonna love this version of alt pop rock music. They're amazing. Enoma was amazing and I hope you guys go give them a follow. Go listen to them on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you stream your music. If you want to find out all the other amazing artists that we have interviewed on our podcast, make sure you go to poppunkpromo.com and we have a full archive of every single interview and episode we've ever done. They're all in order chronologically, and we even have where you can stream them as well. Most of the link trees for every single artist is available on my website, and anything you could possibly want to know about this website is on poppunkpromo.com. So make sure you go check that out. Out. with that this is where I'm gonna have to leave you this week pop punk enthusiasts thank you so much for listening to this week's episode if you love this episode make sure you share it with someone you think will love it as well sharing is the best way we spread the word of our platform and the best way that we can get some publicity to these incredible small artists Please remember we are releasing on a bi-weekly schedule so you won't catch us again next week but the following week on Thursday 8 p.m central standard time for a brand new episode of pop punk promo be good to yourselves and each other and we'll catch you again in the next episode see you later For more information on how you can become a pop punk promo featured artist, visit poppunkpromo.com.